Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, T.P. Hammock, and Brooks Childress with you here on this Thursday evening. And we are now excited to go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. And we welcome on Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked On Auburn, also of Village Vice with Brad Law. Zach, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you this afternoon? I'm good, guys. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're getting near, under 48 hours uh, from Auburn and Georgia. And, Zach, I know we had you on just prior to the start of the year. First four games, let's briefly recap them. I know the record may be not surprising. Uh, However, the way it's looked, particularly offensively, has been surprising. Uh, What all has uh, gone wrong with the offense in the first four games, but conversely, what has gone right with the defense in the first four games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the offense has been bad. I think a lot of it has to do with quarterback play and just guys not being on the same page uh, when it's all said and done. And I think Q Freeze and Philip Montgomery have demanded a certain level of decision-making and attention to detail. And as of this point, uh, the personnel hasn't, hasn't lived up to that. Then, yeah, like you said, on the flip side, uh, while the offense has been worse than we expected – I think the defense has kind of punched up a little bit. I think the defense is certainly overachieved. Eugene Asante, a big part of that, as well as just the outstanding play from Auburn's defensive backfield. So uh, what does that mean moving forward? Uh, I, I, think, I think there's still a lot of concerns as, uh, as George is coming to town. Absolutely. That will uh, do it to a lot of teams. The number one team in the country, two-time defending national champion, and obviously a game that may, means a lot to Auburn as the Deep South's oldest rivalry so let's talk quarterback Zach because that's the talk of the town with Peyton Thorne what are you seeing that is going wrong and 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 what can be corrected uh, against a tough Georgia defense well I think Auburn needs to run the football a ton you know the the first storyline that emerged whenever Peyton Thorne committed to Auburn was wow he was really good when he had Kenneth Walker and this great running back and this great running game to help him out and we all thought, okay, well, Jarquez Hunter can do that. At the time, we were talking about how Damari Austin could do that. Sadly, he's not going to be able to do it on Saturday. Jeremiah Cobb, Brian Batty, I mean, I think all these guys can play, right? And we haven't really seen this team pursue the running game, have a desperation to run the football at any point this season. They came out with a plan to run it against Cal, and then after like two series of it not working – they abandoned it. They panicked. They, you know, threw Robbie in to run some uh, some packages, and they started trying to throw it. And they kept, and then once they kind of got the ball going again and were running the football, they couldn't hold on to it. Damari fumbled, Jarquez fumbled, and then fortunately the defense was able to hold on to things. And against Texas A&M, it seemed like they wanted to come out and pass the football. They wanted to come out and run with the quarterback, and then once they started running the ball, a few series later, they started having some success, and then they kind of went away from it. So I think that's going to be a big part of it is can Auburn run the football and help Peyton Thorne out? 
Zach, when when you look, you know, four games into this season, the first three games, penalties weren't really an issue for this Auburn team, but then they reared their head in in this Texas A&M game. Why do you think it, it, it four games in penalties all of a sudden became an issue this past weekend? I think things vary based off of the officiating crew and matchups, and I mean, there's holding on every play. It's just kind of selective on when you when you call it. Um, I don't know. I mean, also just the eye test, right? I mean, does this team look like it's a really well coached team? I don't think it. I don't think any of us would really say yes to that. So, I'm sure there's several factors, guys, that impact that. But you know, until until this pers- this group of personnel reaches that level of detail that Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze are asking, yeah, I think you are going to see penalties. So, Zach, with uh, this weekend coming up, Georgia's Carson Beck will be making his first road start of his career. What can Auburn fans expect to see out of uh, this new starting quarterback that replaced the uh, Stetson Bennett? Well, right now he's not playing as good as Stetson Bennett, but I think naturally, I mean, he's more gifted than Stetson Bennett. But he's started slow up to this point. We saw that against South Carolina. We'll see if that happens when he comes to Jordan-Hare Stadium. And you got to think... If you're going to start slow at home, you're likely to start slow on the road. I think they're going to try to help him out a bunch. I think they're going to do similar to what Auburn should do with Peyton Thorne. I think they're going to run the football a bunch. They're going to have a lot of quick plays, get the ball away from him as quick as possible. And then over the course of the game, he tends to get more comfortable. That's what we've seen from Georgia so far this year. And I think that's what they're going to try to do against this Auburn defense. Zach, when you're looking at uh, Georgia's defense, obviously some people are noting that uh, UAB was able to score 21 on them, the 14 that South Carolina scored in the first half, although Georgia was completely different defense in the second half. Uh, I, I know that the, the game needs to be centered around the ground game for Auburn, but uh, what what can what, if anything, can Auburn attack in Georgia's defense? Do you see any weaknesses there that, that might be conducive to success? Georgia people think it's the linebackers, and so I'll believe them. I think that's fine. They've got five stars everywhere, right? But, um, you know, it's, it's tough to call something on this Georgia roster a weakness because it's all good. But I think, I think the most vulnerable, vulnerable spot is the linebackers. And so what do you do with that? You know, you, you lean on Rivaldo Fairweather. You lean on Jay Fair. You make linebackers make decisions in the RPO game. And I think all of a sudden, you know, that's how you kind of capitalize on that. And we'll see if Auburn does that on Saturday. I don't think anybody's really been accurate in predicting what these game plans were going to look like so far this year, with the exception of maybe the Sanford game. I think everybody agreed that they needed to throw it a lot to get Peyton comfortable, and a lot of good that did right against Texas A&M. But I think you, uh, yeah, I think you make those linebackers uncomfortable in the running game. You're on short stuff, crossers, make them, you know, make them kind of spread out in coverage a little bit, and then Peyton Thorne running the RPO, you know, and you see where those linebackers are and you go where they're not. I think that's going to be a big part of it. Obviously, in the first Power Five matchup against Cal, the quarterback carousel was out of control. We then saw. Uh, against Texas A&M, something that made more sense logically from the standpoint of a struggling offense trying to attempt to ignite things with the backup. What? How quick do you think the hook would be on Saturday if Peyton Thorne begins struggling and the offense continues to do what it's done in the first two Power 5 games of the year? It may depend on how the game develops. You know, Is, is Georgia only up three points and he's still struggling in the third quarter or something like that? If Auburn's defense 
is able to keep him in the game, or if Auburn has a long run for a touchdown or something like that to kind of keep Auburn in it. Uh, but it, if it's not, um, I, I think you make the change afterwards. I think with the bye week next week, if you're going to make a change, I don't know if you need to do it in the middle of the game unless it's close, unless you think, okay, you know, we're one drive or two drives away. Can Robbie potentially get us there or Holden Gurner get us there? That'll be the debate that they would have on the sideline. I don't think his leash is very long. I think it's as short as it, as it uh, probably could be. I can't imagine Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery are happy with what Peyton's done so far. And, look, just talking to folks close to the situation, what happened last week was embarrassing. It was bad. I mean, that was some of the worst quarterback play that we've seen in a while. And, guys, we've been around here for a second. Like, we've seen some weird things happen on offense. It was, it was, it was bad. And it stinks because everybody's looking at the seven sacks and blaming the offensive line and blaming the lack of catches and receptions and guys getting open on the receivers. But a lot of it comes to the quarterback play. And, you know, if they think pulling him and putting Robbie in can create a spark, um, I'm not going to tell them they're wrong at this point. Zach, when Hugh Freeze got here and brought Philip Montgomery on, he said that Philip Montgomery was going to be uh, doing the majority of the play calling, but he reserved the right to, you know, call some plays. Uh, you know, th- this past week he was asked about, you know, more play calling duties, and he, he you know, kind of gave the same kind of answer. Do you see him getting more involved in play calling going down the stretch here this season? I don't. I, I think he's kind of put himself in a box at this point. I think it's been strategic to some extent, but I don't know why he would. I don't know why he would. I mean, he's, uh, he's in a situation now where, like, this is your offense. I think the play calling's been fine. I don't think it's been the reason Auburn's struggling. I think a lot of it's execution, specifically at the quarterback position. But also, part of me, guys, and this is me putting my tinfoil hat on, but part of me thinks if, it's, if, if I'm Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery's getting all of this negative pub, I guess. I don't want to say hate. So negative pub, or people are talking about Philip Montgomery's play calling. Why Like, why would you touch that? Like, I, If I'm Hugh Freeze, I don't know why I would necessarily put myself in that situation. So I, I just don't think there's a whole lot of upside for him to call plays up until this point. And to the folks that are saying, hey, Hugh Freeze is an offensive-minded coach, he was brought in to run his offense. He was brought in to call plays. I think that's wrong. I think it's incorrect. Hugh Freeze was brought in to build up the Auburn football program back to where it was at some point. So and to me, he does that by recruiting and making sure the talent on this roster stays where it is, and he's put more of an emphasis on that than him calling plays. That's why he hired Philip Montgomery. So uh, to me, I don't know why he would at this point. But that's just my gut feeling on it. So, Zach, what do you think the Auburn offense needs to do to get back into a rhythm and get back to some continuity? What What do you think it starts with there? I think they need to run the football, and I think they need to get their best offensive players involved in the offense, and that's the running backs. It's Jarquez Hunter. I think it's Brian Batty with what we've seen in his small sample size so far. I think it's Jeremiah Cobb. Uh, you get those guys the football early and often. I think it opens up some things by putting stress on these linebackers and these safeties, these guys in the middle of the field. And you get into Jay Fair and Rivaldo Fairweather. I think it's pretty simple stuff. It's just they got to go out and do it. Talking to Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn today on Sports Call, also of Village Vice. Zach, one or two more for you. 
Uh, looking at this Georgia game, I, I know that there's been some some comments in the in the media from Hugh Freeze that people didn't necessarily love because it was like so, something to the effect of it's an Auburn love week, not a Georgia hate week, and and I don't I don't know if if that uh, really matters too much in this situation, but th- nevertheless, this is one of these games that Auburn has not uh, won very often under Gus Malzahn, obviously under Brian Harson, uh, and. and Hugh Freeze is trying to build a program to be able to obviously get the job done in a game like the Georgia game. So what do you think, you know, is a realistic timeline? Because we've talked timelines out loud in the media too. What's the realistic timeline for Auburn being able to approach this game, not from the standpoint of how can they keep it close, but how can they win it? Timeline as far as like the game plan? Yeah, t- timeline in terms of of this program being built, not necessarily just I'm not necessarily talking about Saturday, but timeline in terms of uh, oh, years. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's been. I think the answer to that's the same as what we would have said going into the year. I mean, I think this program's three years away, four years away. Give Hugh Freeze the time to have him be responsible for every player that's on this roster. I mean, we're seeing what he's doing from a recruiting standpoint. Guys, look. I mean, Texas A and M. Like, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I did a show on it, but. You look at, like, Texas A&M's starting offensive lineman. It was, like, number one player in Georgia, number one player in Florida, number one player in Texas. And it's like you're going up against these dudes that, sure, they were they were highly rated in the transfer portal. But, you know, like, Gunnar Brindle's, like, the 200th ranked offensive lineman in this class. And you, you're, he's going up against a dude who's, like, top five. And that's just that's just it. I mean, it's a, it's a talent thing. And, I mean – the, the, the way the schedule falls really is going to hurt some people's perception of what's happening at Auburn because Hugh Freeze is going out and acquiring talent. It's just not here yet, or it's 18 years old standing on the sideline. But this is going to take time. And, look, Auburn, we all thought – a lot of people thought Auburn was going to go 3-1. and one. And a lot of people thought Auburn's going to go 7-5 and five going into the year, and I still think Auburn's going to go 7-5. and five. The issue is they're probably going to lose three straight. They may lose four straight in doing all of that. So we'll certainly see. Uh, we'll certainly see what happens. Um, but as far as the timeline goes, yeah, I mean, you, you've always been three or four years away from Georgia. He's Zach Blackerby, the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast and host of Village Vice with Brad Law. The time is greatly appreciated, Zach. How can everyone find the both uh, podcasts and, and some of the subject matter that's coming up on those podcasts? Yeah, Locked on Auburn and Village Vice, available wherever you get your podcasts. Just search them on YouTube, they pop up. And then you can read all of our written work at auburndaily.com. Sounds good. Zach Blackerby, again, Locked on Auburn host and a Village Vice. Appreciate the time today, Zach. Uh, look forward to seeing you out there at the stadium again soon and uh, look forward to chatting you again down the line. Hey, thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. Zach Blackerby today with us on Sports Call. We're going to take another time out. Back with more right after this.